welcome to track number five of How to Survive in Ephesus. Where are we reading? First Timothy chapter one. Have you had some coffee? Are you all right? Everything okay? Good. Huh? All right. Stand to your feet, everybody. Do, do you understand what God is telling you? How many feel that God is speaking to you? Very good. Ibrahim, by the end of the camp, we are changing your name. Huh? Yeah, very necessary. <laughs> Is there somebody here called Alaji? Oh, we have to change it. <laughs> Shahid. Who is Shahid? <laughs> Give yourself to the Lord. Just close your eyes for a moment. I just want you to pray. Speak to the Lord. Just speak to the Lord. Kandala Baba Shandala Babariande Lebebe Sabala Lambere Levenevenevene. Verse 5. Now the end of the commandments is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith and fame. Hallelujah. The end of the commandment means that at the conclusion after God has worked with you is Christian love. Amen. Out of a pure heart. How many want to have a pure heart? Pure heart. Amen. And of good conscience and of faith and faint. Hallelujah. From which some having swerved have turned aside unto vain jangling. Desiring to be teachers of the law. Understanding neither what they say nor whereof they affirm. But we know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully. Hallelujah. Knowing this that the law was not made for a righteous man. But for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers and of fathers, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for men stealers, for liars, for perjured persons. Or if there be anything that is contrary to sound doctrine. According to the glorious gospel. Of the blessed God. Which was committed to my trust. Hallelujah. Amen. Now. I want you to notice here that God is saying here and we are just going to be ending with this one for this evening we'll continually in the morning it says that the law is not made for a righteous man but for the lawless and disobedient you see god wants you to get to the place where it is not a law that controls you because the law is not made for a righteous person it's made for bad people amen amen Amen. are you a good person are you born again if you are born again 
you do not need a law to guide you because God said I'll write my law in your heart hallelujah like I was trying to tell you by the grace of God you know nobody supervises me amen no one pays me and says to you close at this time close at that time if you work for somebody you should become the most valuable person for the to the person amen Amen. because the most valuable asset is a human being who works hard and who is faithful it's a very valuable thing that you can have are you listening to me so god is trying to get us to grow to the point where we don't need a law to tell us do this you don't need the presence of this pastor or this person to tell you do this or don't do this or do this or don't do that but within you you know what is right and you aim for it and you go for it why do you think i want to start a church in papua new guinea you know that we want to start a church in papua new guinea and then in new zealand and also in the solomon islands and in uh, fiji and other places why because within me and within my heart i know what the lord is saying that we should go we shouldn't stay we should go to the nations we should go to the nations but jesus has not appeared to me physically and told me what to do but he has written it in my heart and i feel it in my heart why do you think i'm a pastor is it because when god called me he appeared to me in my house or in my room he has not yet appeared to me sometimes we think that somebody is a great man of god because oh he has seen a vision how many have heard great men of god say the lord appeared to me and he spoke to me and he told me you know so when you hear that and you you also sit say to yourself i mean the lord has not appeared to me the lord has not told me this the lord has not appeared to me so i'm out so i am telling you today god has used me to start many many churches you understand and up till today he has still not yet appeared to me but he has written his law in my heart amen and has spoken to me and if you are going to go with god most of the direction that god is going to give you mr sam are you with me most of the direction that god is going to give you mr sam are you, are you understanding what i'm saying most of the direction that god is going to give to you uh, mr sam is uh, are you listening most of the direction is not going to be a dramatic supernatural direction but in your heart if if your pastor is a blessing to you you have to minister to him you have to give him offerings amen you don't have to have somebody come and stand here and tell you know when it was my birthday the other day you know sometimes you, i don't know how long people have been in the church people organize and they say oh today is the bishop's birthday we want to honor him he's a man of god god has raised him up and so on so we want to take have you done that here before australia uh, okay so we want to honor him we want to do this we want to do that so we want to gather some whatever together to buy him a present or send something to him to honor him and so on so they have been doing that then i said to them you know last year i said you know this time i don't want anybody from now i don't want anybody to organize anything for me anybody who wants to the person should just do whatever he wants to do so this year you see it was my 40th birthday they most of the churches nobody did anything because they didn't organize them nobody came to say i command you uh we are going to do this and i said i don't want it i don't want something that you know they have to force with it's like if you don't do it it's like hey you know the bishop has marked us oh we we are some way of these people they don't whatever i said let it be from your heart because i don't need it anyway by god's grace Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. I don't need it. If I needed it, I would have told you. Me, yeah, I usually say what is on my mind. If I need it, I would have told you by now. I don't need it. But from your heart, 
you do what you want. And most people didn't do almost almost nobody did it because it's something that in your heart, what you feel the Lord wants you to do, you do. Or you don't understand what I'm trying to say. You see, we are getting to a place where nobody is going to come and sit on you to force you to do certain things. You do what is in your heart. And that is why you have to know God personally. Nobody has to come and stand and say, eh, don't do this. Oh, don't do this. Oh, don't do this. The Bible says, the law is not made for a righteous man. Are you a righteous man? Then the law is not made for you. You don't need a law to say stop. You don't need a law to say don't do this or don't do that. Because you know what you are doing is destructive. You need God in your heart. The Bible says that I'll write my laws in your heart. I tell you, we, not, we must now believe in God when, we, when it's not dramatic. You, you Use me as an example. Look, God has used us in at least in Ghana. It's one of the largest churches in the whole country. And spreading and growing worldwide. When I say worldwide, really worldwide. Are you understanding what I'm saying? And yet, as I stand here, the Lord has not appeared to me. He has not spoken to me like in a vision. I'm sending you here. Go here. My son, I've called you to teach faith. Or my son, I've called you to teach this. Or my son, I've called you. No. I just have it in my heart. And I'm doing it. What about you? You understand? What has God told you to do in your heart? Do it. Don't wait for anything supernatural, dramatic, fantastic for you to know what God wants you to do. What is in your heart? Brother Marco, are you understanding what I'm saying? What is in your heart? Do what the Lord, because I tell you, that's how God speaks to us. The Bible says that as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And the Bible says that God has sent His Spirit crying in our hearts. The Spirit of God is crying in your heart. He's saying things in your heart that make you know what to do in your heart. How many have realized that sometimes you know what to do in your heart? Sometimes you come and ask the pastor, what should I do? My husband has beat me. Should I leave him or should I not leave him? You know in your heart what you want to do. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you know in your heart maybe what you should do. And maybe you know also what you should not do. But sometimes we want to involve the pastor. You understand what I'm saying? Like somebody said, this person has proposed to me. He's an unbeliever. Should I marry him or should I not marry him? Do you understand? I should tell you what I think. Whether you should marry him or you not, you not marry him. But you know in your heart what you should do. Because the law is not made for an unrighteous man. It's, it is, it's not made for the righteous man. It's made for the right. And you are righteous people. Because God has saved you, washed you in the blood, written your name in the book of life. You are righteous people. You are born again. You are new creations. And therefore, you know in your heart what you should do. But your flesh also tells you what to do. I tell you, look at a great ministry like this one. I believe it's a great ministry. It's a blessed ministry. Look at a ministry like this. Still, there's no vision that I have appeared like Jesus to stand like that and talk. I've been praying for it every day. God, will appear to me, please. Appear to me, please appear. <laughs> Pastor Peter, haven't you heard me saying this before? I've been praying always. Oh God, will you please? Sometimes I come, Lord, is he going to appear? I look in the room. I say, he has not appeared. I have made so many people pray for me that I will see Jesus. I want to see him before I see him. But up till today, one day, one of my pastors, he came to stay in my house. That time, Benihin had come to Accra and were having a crusade. That he didn't tell me what happened to him. But later he was telling me, he said on the second day of, of that program, he was in the house sleeping. And then he was staying in my house upstairs. And he said that suddenly the door opened and the Lord Jesus walked into his room in my house. <laughs> you listen to the story. <laughs> you listen to the story carefully. <laughs> the Lord Jesus walked into his room and put something in his hand. And it was like he was giving him, and I said the thing began to bend in his hand. I'm telling you, real whatever. So as he was saying it, you know, I was I pretended that I was happy, so it was very nice and so on. I was just pretending that you know, but inside me I was very angry. Because I was saying that look, I am the owner of the house. You know what I'm saying? I'm the landlord. 
and somebody has come to visit me. If the Lord is coming to appear to somebody, is it to a visitor? What about me and the house owner? Praying every day for a vision. <laughs> Up till today, still, he has not appeared, but he has written his law in my heart. And I'm following that one. And that one is giving more results. Can you think about that? It's giving us such results. It's giving such results. That means it's the most powerful way that God will even speak to you. I tell you. It takes faith to be able to follow what is in your heart. Well, I believe that God. Well, as I, mean, I believe that God wants us to go to Papua New Guinea. I believe in my heart that he wants us to send people to Fiji. You can ask Pastor Peter. From the first day, when I, before I even got here, I knew that as soon as I come to this area, my eyes will start to go around. Where, 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 where? Before I came, I've made arrangements. There are people at various places. I've made plans in my head how I'm coming to move them out. And I'm here to talk to you and to encourage you to get rise and let's join and do the work. Has he appeared to me and told me that he has in my heart? What has God told you in your heart? You will know Louisa, the person who you are supposed to marry, in your heart. David, if it's time for you to marry, you will know. You know. Is it time? It's time. Yeah. <laughs> it's time. Nancy, you'll know. How many sometimes you are in a church and you know in your heart that this is your church? Is that also? It's not something that is said like Jesus appeared. My son, my son, this is your church. No, it, it doesn't happen like that. My daughter, my daughter. This, the law is made for fornicators, adulterers. Like, look at the people. See whether you are inside. Read it and see. See whether you are in this list. Look at the people who need all those things. He said, knowing that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient. Are you there? Ungodly, are you there? For sinners, unholy, profane, murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers. Is that you? Manslayers, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for men stealers, for liars, for perjured persons, and if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine, is that you? No. You don't need that. Listen, let's, I want to say to you today, follow what is in your heart for the Lord. God, John, are you listening to me? God will speak to you through your heart. Follow your heart. Follow your heart. Bible says, if your conscience does not condemn you, you have confidence towards God. Amen. All your hipsters, your heart should have told you that these hipsters I'm wearing. If you like, should I bring some of you here? Come and stand here for you to show us your hipsters properly. Huh? Sandra, come. Come and let's have a look at the hipsters properly. You see, you will not even feel. Look at look at what you are wearing. You see, you have to pull it down. It's like you are almost naked. Huh? It must go. You are you agree with that? How many agree with that? Are you also wearing one? Ah, look, a nice person like you. You're almost naked. But in your heart, you know. Huh? Oh, my sister. What I'm saying, is it correct? Yeah. What is hipster? You have to be, you have to be pulling it down. Because it's almost, it's almost half of the trousers are off. You, if like tomorrow, I'll cut from here to here and I'll come to church. You see whether you enjoy the preaching. <laughs> When you watch certain films in your heart, how many have realized sometimes in your heart you know that this one, I shouldn't watch this one? Have you seen that before? Have you felt that before? Yeah. Sometimes you are giving offering, you know this one is not the correct offering. How many have felt that before? You give an offering and you are not happy with the offering that you were giving. Yeah. I'll tell you, do you know, do you want to go high with God? How many want to go far with the Lord? How many want to go far? Follow your heart. 
follow the things that God puts in your heart. Because God is not a mind. God is not a body. He is a spirit. God is a spirit. So he speaks to your heart. He speaks to your spirit. The Bible says he is crying in your heart. Abba Father. So the, the message of God is to your heart. Not to your mind. God is not a mind. God is not a body. God is a spirit. So when he speaks, he speaks to your spirit. So your spirit, which is your heart, knows what is right. Amen. Amen. So as you follow it, you are going to go very high, very far, very deep with the Lord. You'll be greatly blessed. Follow your heart. How will you know what to do? How will you know where to mind? How will you know whether you should do? Brother Malcolm, you see, for instance, where you are in Brisbane, you get it. Maybe your heart, you feel that you should come here. Is, it, is that not so? Yeah. You feel it in your heart. You get it. But maybe your mind will be a little different. But your heart, you sense that, you know, I should be here. I should flow here. You know, this is where it's supposed to be. Let me go on. Life will be different over here. So follow your heart. You see, that's what takes you. I'm here and I'm preaching. Not because, eh? I said, not because Jesus appeared to me physically. Look, like my father in the ministry, Kenneth Hagen. You know, Jesus, he was in the hospital. And he heard the sound, crack, 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 like that. And then the door opened. And in walked Jesus. And Jesus walked in and pulled a chair. He said, I've come to talk to you about it. Because the day before, he, he was preaching and he fell down and he broke his arm. And they put it in plaster price. So he, early in the morning, 6 o'clock or so in the morning, he heard that somebody walked, thought it was a nurse, opened the door, and the Lord, he's, he's written a book called, I Believe in Visions. That's, that's one of them. There are eight of them. That's one of them. And the Lord put a chair. I've come to explain to you why you fell down, why you had that accident. And he sat down. He, he sat by the hospital bed. He sat on the listening and talked with him. I mean, if, if you have that, will you not be happy? Will you not be sure of yourself? Yeah. But look at somebody like me. I have not had such an experience. But you see what I'm doing? I'm still preaching. I'm still doing the work. I'm following my heart. What is in your heart? Ibrahim. You get it? Ibrahim. Or should I call you Alhaji? Abraham. What is in your heart? What is in your heart? Follow it. You go very far. I say you go very, very far. Amen. Do you want to go very far? Oh, yes. Do you want to go very far? I tell you. Follow it. The Lord put in my heart. Go. So I say, Peter, go to Australia. Go if you want to go, go, go. And he came. Did you hear a, a voice from heaven? You just felt in your heart. Is that also? I'm going to go. And he came. Gama. How many have realized that God is speaking certain things in your heart? Huh? What is he telling you in your heart? Well, what, is, what is God telling you in your heart? David, tell me two things that God, you feel God is, is telling you in your heart. He said you should be strong to work for him. What else? That's why he speaks to you most of the time. Anybody else? Do you feel that God is telling you anything in your heart? I want to know. Is this Stella? Yeah, tell me. Tell me. You have to do more than you are doing. Yeah. Very good. Anybody else? Yes, my brother. What's your name? Huh? What? Tell us in the mic. You just speak. You just speak. Okay. Yeah, um, it's a blessing for me to be here because actually I determined before I came here. I was doing the work of God in Guinea, evangelizing. But when I came here, um, I started sharing my vision with people. They told me um, Australia here is difficult. Um, down there, you, yes, you can do, but here it's really hard because the law 
no, this is different environment. You have to wait things before you do your work. So, but I have at 2020, but it it make me scared because of the law. But tonight, I understand that yeah, the law cannot affect me. I have to go. Powerful, is that not so? You see, and what he's saying, that's not even what I'm preaching, but you can see that that's the invisible message from the Lord. You, you understand what I'm saying? I'm not saying that, yeah, you were in Conakry, so when you were there or whatever, you were doing the work, so you have to do evangelism and so But you see, the Lord is speaking by his spirit. It's an invisible presence here. And as we are together, I, will, I can preach about marriage, about how to do this, but at the end of the day, you see that in your heart, something is bubbling in you. That I should do this or this is what I have to do. I tell you. That's the spirit of God speaking to you. I've learned to follow that thing. See, sometimes, that's what I say when I'm preaching eh, and I call you and I talk to you. Sometimes you are actually the person in the story. Or you are the one. It's sometimes like a joke, but you sense it. And in your heart sometimes, I talk about so many things, but you, in your heart you realize that God is talking about something for you. I tell you. That's the thing you must do. That is what you must follow. You must do it. You must make an effort. Like the prodigal son, he said, I will arise and go to my father and I will say, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. And I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy heart servants. And then the Bible says, and he arose. He arose. Not only did he have the idea, but he rose up and he went and he implemented it. You see, Alusius here, Alusius can be a powerful man of God on Solomon Islands or somewhere evangelizing, roaming around Australia, preaching the word. You don't know. But you see, it will take like this. You sense in your heart. I said the law was made for unrighteous people. But for you, there is no law that is written. Thou shalt preach. Thou shalt this. Thou shalt that. In your heart, you hear God speaking. Follow it. That is God. That is the voice of God. That's where we are. That is what has brought. I'm just using my. Maybe God has not allowed me to have any of such wild visions where I've seen physics so that I can preach what I'm preaching to you. Because if I had had it then, that's the reason why I am where I am. And that's why you are not there. And then we have to wait for you to have that vision for you to know that, yes, God is speaking. But now, me and you are the same. We all haven't seen Jesus walking into our room. So if I'm preaching, why are you not preaching? <laughs> We are all the same. You haven't had me too. I also haven't had. That's all. We are the same. Louisa, come. Come, come. What's the Lord telling you in your heart? Don't tell us a lie. Tell us what is in your, what's in your heart. Is the Lord telling you to marry Ibrahim? What's the Lord telling you? Tell us. The Lord is telling you what? To continue to do his work. Continue to do his work. What else? That's it. He didn't talk talk to you about marriage. (laughs) You don't want the others to hear, you see. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm sure the Lord has also told us certain things in the heart. How many think that the Lord has told us certain things in her heart by now? <laughs> One person over there. Anybody else? Ibrahim, you don't know whether the Lord has told her anything. It's powerful. I said it's powerful. Amen. How great things can come by being spoken to by the Lord in your heart. Great things. Great, some of the greatest things. And the Lord, Kenneth Hagin, he said the Lord gave him eight visions like that up to 1952 from 1952 the lord told him on the last vision i will not appear to you like this again from now you have to be like everybody else to know what to do where to go and how to do my work you have to find out just like ordinary people but he appeared to eight visions like this different 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 ones eight of them to teach him certain things 
after that that's it since 1952 he just died you see most of us follow what is in our heart what is in our heart what is in our heart follow it follow it in sydney don't follow your flesh your flesh is the opposite of the spirit the opposite flesh what are the things that flesh wants to do to sleep what else gossip what else fornicate what else tell lies gossip stop talking about people how many realize sometimes you talk after a while you feel something is wrong how many have had that before you talk talk to them you suddenly feel there's something wrong uh-huh a heart <laughs> the law you see this one there's no law standing there say now you are dead no but in your heart you feel because the law was not made for righteous people. The, the law was righteous people they have a law in their hearts already that's why we don't need a law outside turn to hebrews let me show you Where can you find Hebrews? We are just closing, so please. Are you there? Hebrews chapter 8, verse 10. For this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind, into their mind. And I will write them in their hearts. And I will be to, to them a God and they shall be to me a people. Circle that verse. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me from the least to the greatest and i will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities will i remember no more notice verse 10 for this is the covenant that i will make with the house of israel after those days said the lord i will put my laws into their mind is god putting his law into your mind and into your heart that's what you are supposed to do it will come into your mind how many have realized that sometimes the right thing comes into your mind? Huh? Yeah. How many have realized sometimes you are chewing gum, you feel you shouldn't chew gum? Huh? You are chewing gum, you feel you shouldn't chew gum. You suddenly feel you shouldn't chew gum. Nobody has said, the pastor hasn't said, don't chew gum when I'm preaching. But you feel in your heart that you shouldn't chew gum. What do you think? Do you believe in such things? Tell somebody, God is writing in your mind. He's writing in your mind. He's writing in your heart. Amen. You chat and chat and chat and suddenly you feel sick. There's something very wrong with all this talking. You don't even know which particular thing you said. But in your heart, the law that was written in your heart has told you this thing. There is something wrong with this chat. It has reached a bad place. Hallelujah. I will write my law. I will write my law. I will put my laws into their mind. Hey! That means the things that are in your mind. Hallelujah. And I will write them in their hearts. And I will be to them a God. And they shall be to me a people. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord. For all shall know me from the least to the greatest. That's why, you know, I, these days I feel I want to leave you to know God yourself. Decide to know God. I preach to you, but to really know God, you have to know God. You have to decide. God will honor you and God will bless you as you decide to know Him for yourself. Follow your heart. Because he's put the law in your heart. Follow it. Follow it. Some of you, God will put in you to be close to this pastor. Follow it. Did you hear me? You wouldn't say amen. amen. Follow it. So that God will put in your heart. Honor the pastor, the man of God. Follow it. Follow it. 
He's putting it. Nobody will stand and tell you, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. Maybe God will tell you, go and do shopping and shop and come and give it to your pastor's wife. Nobody told you to do that. But in your heart, you feel there's something that you... They don't need it, but if you do it, it's a, it, God may speak to you. Do it. Can I have an amen? Amen. Follow it. Follow it. If you had followed it, I wouldn't have to stand here and tell you, hipster. Amen. Amen. If you had followed what was in your heart already by now, I wouldn't be standing here showing you. I can I feel even ashamed to, to stand up and let me show take your dress and let's see your trousers. I, I'm ashamed. It's too bad. If you had followed your heart, not me. So why didn't you follow your heart? Sister. Hannah, Hannah Koroma. Everybody here is Koroma. <laughs> Mata Koroma. <laughs> Koroma and Sanko. Are you following your heart? This Helen, what? Amwako. Are you Mrs. Amwako? <laughs> Different one. And this is your sister. Uh, <laughs> all right. It's a blessing. I said it's a blessing. How do you think I'm here? I'm following my heart. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I was supposed to preach at a camp in South Africa. I didn't preach there. I said, no, I don't want to preach at a camp here. I was supposed to preach somewhere. I said, I don't want to preach there. But I I thought I should preach here in Sydney. That's why I'm here. I had a camp in America. I said, I don't feel like preaching in a camp in America. I had a camp in England. I said, I don't want to preach in England. Camp in Switzerland. I said, I don't want to preach in Switzerland. So I feel like preaching in Sydney. I want to come to Sydney and preach. That's how come I'm here. Follow your heart, brother. Some of you feel like, I, I want to come home to Ghana. I want to come and visit the ministry and see what is going on. And be a better part of it. Follow your heart. Yes. Huh? Don't worry. The person is not more important than you. Amen. You are blessed. I say you will be greatly promoted in this life when you follow your heart. Yeah, greatly and highly promoted. I promise you that. Because God has said, I will write it in their minds. I will write it in their hearts. You'll be created. Gamal, are you married? Do you feel in your heart you should be married? Huh? Not in your, your flesh. Oh. You feel in your heart. It's time to marry, isn't it? Do you feel sometimes that if you don't marry, you can get AIDS? Yeah. You know, when it was time for me to marry, I, I felt I should marry. I've been with my beloved for about four years. I wasn't. <laughs> Something, I tell you, in my heart, I said, no, it's time. It's time. Something, I felt that something bad will happen to me. I tell you, I felt in my heart that something bad will happen to me if I don't marry. So I said, baby, I want to marry you now. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah! Amen. Hallelujah! Amen. I felt it in my heart. And I said, Look, I want to marry. I want to marry now. I feel I should marry. I feel I should marry. Follow your heart. I was a young man, just 20 something years old. I said, I'm going to marry. I feel it in my heart. Then there was a time when I proposed to my wife on the 26th of August, 1985, 20 minutes to 4 o'clock in the afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) A pastor. And I'm going to be a doctor. And I asked her, can you marry a pastor 
and a doctor. Because she had told me before, she doesn't want, there are two people she doesn't want to marry, a pastor and a doctor. <laughs> These are the two people she doesn't want to marry in her life. And she was getting the combination. Are you listening to me? Yeah. I asked her, can you marry a pastor and a doctor? I want to marry you. Will you marry me? Will you marry me? She said, yeah, I'll marry you. <laughs> but I felt it in my heart. And I knew in my heart I was bound, I will be a pastor. I was a school student too. But I knew I was going to be a pastor. Nobody sent me, and in my time, nobody who goes to school or who is a doctor was a pastor. It was very unusual. But I knew in my heart I was going to be a pastor. So that 1985, we started a church years later. And I became a pastor, and what I'm doing developed. But in my heart, I knew I'm going to be a pastor. I'll be a pastor. I'll be a pastor. You see, these things, they are, God puts in your heart. Sometimes when you are young, so I know I'll be. I will be. I'll be. Sometimes even the country you will be, he puts it in your heart. Some of you are not even, this is not your last stop. You are on your way somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. It's possible. He puts it in your heart. 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 Can you marry a pastor? Can you? When I, when I saw my wife, I didn't thought of marrying her. But it got to a point. I knew I have to marry. And in fact, there was a time when the Lord said to me, I should take one sister and she should be my beloved. You know, in Lighthouse, we don't say girlfriend. You know that. Eh? Are, you, are you in Lighthouse? Yeah? Okay. You know, girlfriend is not a good word. Eh? Girlfriend, but you know, you have had boyfriend and girlfriend, so you know that it's not good. A beloved. I felt it. I should have one person. I should just, although I have a lot of, I should be. Then when it got to a point, I said, marry. It's time to marry before something. of you are hearing the voice of God in your heart. <laughs> I said, flow with the Lord. Amen. Flow with the Lord. You say, the Lord, that is things that come written. The Bible says it's made for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers. Are you a murderer of mothers and a murderer of fathers? You are born again Christian. You are not a murderer of a father and a murderer of a mother. You are a child of God. God is speaking to you in your heart. That's why there are people that I have to employ. God ministers in my heart. This person has to work for you. I know it. I know it. The person may be doing a strange work, different, but I just feel this person has to come. Sometimes I feel this person has to be full time. I've been following my heart for a long time. That's what, how come we are here? May you follow the heart that God gives to you. And you hear when the Lord writes something. And you know, how, do you know how to know when something is in your heart? I'll tell you the secret. You want to know when something is in your heart or is in your mind? It keeps coming back. It keeps coming back. It never goes away. But as for your flesh, you see, you can see a young lady. So, <laughs> I feel like it. You see, but it will go. But it's something that keeps coming back without any reason. It keeps coming back. Keeps coming back to your heart. Keeps coming back to your heart. That's how to know something is in your heart. Why? Because the Bible says that the Lord, the Spirit of God is sent into your heart. Crying. Not that he cried. He is crying. He's speaking all the time. So that thing keeps saying it and saying it and saying it and saying it. So it's something that comes and comes and comes. Sometimes you submerge it, but it comes. You submerge it, but it comes. You submerge it, but it's coming. It's bubbling. It's bubbling out. I'll be a pastor. I'll be a preacher. I'll be a pastor. It keeps coming. It keeps coming. It keeps coming. God is speaking to you. May you follow the heart that God is giving me. Look, I tell you, no matter what has happened, you sometimes you see that you go up and down, but it comes back. It comes back. You may go and be whatever, but it comes back. Go to Guinea, but it comes. Go to Australia, but it's still there. How come that thing is still there? Even you've come all this way to Australia. It's still there. You told a lie, but it still comes back. 
Look at Moses. He murdered somebody, but he came back. He wanted to be a leader and he wanted to help his people. 40 years in the wilderness could not quench that thing. It still came after 40 years, the thing revived again. After living in the desert for 40 years, the thing woke up again. I knew that I was going to serve the Lord. I knew that I was going to be a pastor. Even when I was in secondary school, before I went to university. When I went to university, I, I didn't want to go to university. I wanted to go to school, but I didn't know what I, I wanted to be a pastor. So when I went for my interview for the medical school, they asked me, why do you want to be a doctor? And I told myself, I don't want to be a doctor. But if I tell them, I don't want to be a doctor, I'm going to get into trouble. So I thought, I was wondering, what should I say? So I thought quickly, I said, I, told her, I want to heal people. <laughs> <laughs> I want to heal people. That's what I told them. I want to heal people. I didn't know what to say. Because it was not... But even as far back as then, in my heart, I wanted to preach. Preacher. Pastor. Working for God. Is there. And they took me to medical school. They taught me anatomy, physiology, biochemistry, pharmacology, parasitology, bacteriology, virology, pathology, chemical pathology, histopathology, embryology, general surgery, orthopedics, psychiatry, ophthalmology, they taught me internal medicine. They taught me uh, community health. They taught me obstetrics, gynecology, pediatrics. None of them could change my desire to be a pastor. And I still became a pastor. For seven years, they baptized me and took me here, here, here. I went to here. I went here. I went here. I went to Germany. I went to Switzerland. Learning medical school, heart surgery. Still, the thing was inside. I want to be a pastor. I want to be a pastor. I want to be a pastor. I say the law is for murderers of fathers. Once you are not a murderer of father or whatever, the thing is in your heart. God has put it in your heart. So if you God put it in your heart, go to help this person. Help the person. He's put it in your heart. Don't forget. If you read my book called on the mega church, you see in it at the back there that a mega church has an orphanage always has been on my heart now we are building the orphanage it has been so many years but we are now this built is being roofed i tell you there are some things it keeps coming back i say it keeps coming back it, it sort of pops up again it, it, the devil seems to submerge it or things happen but it pops up again i see certain things popping up again in your life desert cannot kill it wilderness cannot kill it Bad experiences cannot kill it. Your mistakes even cannot kill it. It just pops up again. Because you are not a murderer of a father and you are not a murderer of a mother. You are not a manslayer. <laughs> you are a child of God. And therefore the thing is in your heart because you are not an unrighteous person. And God will raise you up. And God will use you. You will go so high and so far and you will prosper. Look, years ago, the Lord put it. I met my, my wife's father. And my wife, my wife, I, I used to tell my wife, do you know that your father is a great man? My father-in-law is 80, almost 85 years old. He doesn't owe anybody. And she used to tell me, you know, my father would always say, well, all these people driving new cars. And he said, he used to tell the children, don't worry, all these are loans. It's not real, it's loans. <laughs> So when she said that it's okay to me, what does he mean by his loans? And I asked myself, most people when they are 60 years, even 50 years old, people are broke. But this old man, he's not broke. Whether, how is he not broke? So because of that, two things I learned from the man, and it has always been in my heart. Number one, don't borrow money. He said, oh, he would, he would drive his old car, but it is real money. You see him at the age of whatever, he bought a new latest Benz. 80-something years old, he's buying Benz. New one and another car. New, new, new car. Not second-hand use, whatever. In Ghana. Then I saw that the man had houses. Then I suddenly I understood, I said, real estate is different from unreal estate. <laughs> Shirt is unreal estate. Shoes, unreal estate. Somebody was criticized. He said, I'm always wearing the same shoes. He said, yeah, but I have a house. <laughs> I, I wear the same shoe but I have a house you are wearing 10, 25 different pairs of shoes you don't have anywhere to stay 
you are criticizing me go and wearing the same shoe i wear the same shoe and use the same shoe to walk into my own house you use 27 different pairs of shoes to walk into people's houses <laughs> which one is better which one is better <laughs> so you see god put it in my heart don't borrow so that's why you see the church is growing it's i don't know i feel that god put it in my heart not to borrow money so abroad everywhere can you imagine buying a building one point something million pounds pounds no debt no mortgage only cash if we don't have it we will be there like that till we have it it has led us to prosperity look god put certain things in your heart follow it and you'll be blessed you'll be great because it's god who writes things in your heart i see you becoming great in the house of the lord lift your hand and thank him hallelujah father thank you bless your name lord jesus hallelujah lord hallelujah lord amen stand to your feet as we close Further information on Bishop Ewood Mills books, tapes, CDs, and DVDs, please write to Mission Bookshop, PO Box KB114, Kolebu, Accra, Ghana, or call 021-249-871. That's 021-249-871. Email missionbookshop at darkwoodmills.org. God richly bless you.